Man, I am excited to bring you Football Friday. QP Sports Exchange back on the air. It's your boy Vince. We are excited to bring you this Football Friday. Couple things on the docket. We had a contributor, but just like everything in 2020, we had to pivot. There were some tech issues, but don't fret. Don't worry. Your boy Vince got you covered. We're going to break down the college football playoffs. We're going to give you a couple NFL tidbits. And you know at the end we're going to hit you, you know, with a couple games that you might want to keep your eye on. Wink, wink, betters out there. You know how we do it. So everybody kick back and enjoy the ride and let's go. Take off your coats, ladies act like gems. Sit down, Indian styles, you recite these hymns. See, lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti on the Momo. Ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo. Heard me in the 80s, JV's on the promo. And I never end the quest to get the paper on the caper. But now, let me take it to the Queen's All right, I'm so excited because we did have to pivot. And I wanted to bring something a little original and a little different to the podcast today. So... What we're going to do is we're going to break down like the college football playoffs, some of the teams in it, but we're going to put our own QP Sports Exchange spin on the deal. So we're going to equate college football programs to favorite 90s TV shows, and we'll give you a little example between the TV show and the college football program. So I'm really excited to do it. I hope you guys are kind of pumped up with me and we're just really going to get into it. We're going to get into some other stuff, but I'm going to hit you with this first and we'll just go from there. So I kind of worked this out a little bit. I saw an opportunity to be creative and I said, okay, let's go ahead and knock this out. So I wrote this out so you can probably hear the paper in the background you know, we spare no expense on this podcast for you. So, <laughs> all right. So what we're going to do is obviously we're going to take the top four and we're going to also spread some love to some other teams that are going through it in the college football playoffs. So number one, obviously, is Bama, right? I equated Bama to law and order. Okay, so... Bama has been great for a long period of time, just like Law & Order was on TV for 20 years. They started in 1990, and their run went from 2010, okay? So they've had a long run, just like Bama. The show was so good, it needed two spinoffs, okay? So I equate the spinoffs to being a savings coaching tree, right? It's all over the place. Dude, SEC... Everywhere else, he's got them everywhere. You know, Law and Order had S SVU and Criminal Intent, and then they had like a bunch of stars on that show, like things that you never thought you'd see. Like Robin Williams guest starred on that show. Um, they had just heavy hitters all over the place. So, I mean, 
if you think about that, right, recruiting, Saban, that's what he does. Saban has had only one recruiting class outside the top five. And we're going to get into Saban a little bit more. Um, actually, I'm going to write an article on my on my blog on questionpointpodnetwork.com. It'll be up later on today. But it's just amazing what he's done. And by the way, when he was out of the top five in the recruiting class, it was six. It wasn't like it was this drop into the abyss. He went to six. Number two, we have Notre Dame. So Notre Dame is like home improvement. Just like the show, highly popular and steady. Uh, Coach Brian Kelly is Tim Allen, obviously. Kind of gruff dude who's squeezing every last ounce of his program, you know. And it was pretty much Tim Kelly. I mean, he was a star. As Tim Allen went, home improvement went, such as Brian Kelly in Notre Dame. Also, Tim Allen was always chasing down Bob Avila for, like, the best home improvement guy. And that's what I feel like Brian Kelly's doing. He's trying to chase down, like, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State for supremacy. You know, he's just like the hard-working blue-collar guy just trying to get it done on his little TV show. So I have Notre Dame as home improvement. Clemson. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this. Clemson I have as Beverly Hills 90120. Say that again. We have Clemson down as Beverly Hills 90120. Okay, so we got... Brash and talented and rich. Okay, so rich in recruiting, obviously, for Clemson. They, the rich get richer. You know, Deshaun Watson goes to the NFL. There's Trevor Lawrence. No big deal. We just keep it moving. I equate Trevor Lawrence to Brandon Walsh. You know, kind of a laid-back kid, you know, but leader, Takes things seriously, takes things to heart, but gets it done. Travis Etienne is Dylan McKay, right? Kind of like the brooding guy, cool guy. You know, gets everything done, but he did he gets it done in his own way. Little maverick type. Not saying like Etienne is a bad guy. I'm just saying that. You know, he got a little more flash, a little panache to his game. Trevor Lawrence is awesome. We know that. He's going to be playing on Sundays real, real soon. You know, I mean, listen, these takes are mine. So bear with me and just try to understand. Now, Dabo Sweeney, the head coach of Clemson, is not from the peach pit. All right? Giving out wisdom. To a very privileged group of youngsters. So I would sit there and say that he's not, you know, canceling, you know, canceling his kids, getting them together, <clears throat> making sure they're okay, making sure they get to the NFL, recruiting awesome. We might need some help on who is Donna Martin. 
on Clemson. So hit me up on Twitter at QP Sports. Hit me up on Instagram with your picture of Donna Martin and the Clemson player that player reminds you of Donna Martin. So QP Sports on Twitter and QP Sports Exchange on Instagram. I'll be looking forward to that because I had a hard time with that. And I was rushed because we had a whole other segment to go. But, you know, we switch it up for you, and we're going to always keep you entertained. Now, we move to number four. Number four is Ohio State. And Ohio State reminds me of Frazier. Okay, so if Bama is law and order, right, Ohio State has to be Frazier. Wildly successful and decorated, right? So they so Frazier had 37 Emmys. You know, so Ohio State always in the top three, always in the top three in a recruiting class, always putting out, you know, Heisman Trophy winners, always putting out first round draft picks. So I equate Ohio State to Frazier. <laughs> so Ryan so their coach, Ryan Day, right? He has to be the dad, right? Because he has a can-do attitude, has kind of a smart aleck type demeanor, you know? Now, Daphne, which was like the physical therapist for the dad, that's Justin Fields. Because Justin Fields just gets it done. You know what I'm saying? Super talented, leader, you know, take control type person, and that's what Daphne was. So that's how I kind of equate that situation. And here's the other thing. No matter what, they were must-see TV. So Ohio State, whether they played three games, one game, or five games, you knew they were going to get into the playoffs. You knew they were going to get into the playoffs. The only hope for chaos now is Northwestern, beating the Buckeyes in the Big Ten Championship, and my money would be on the Buckeyes winning that game. So Texas A&M, we got them as wings. That was that sitcom that was on for a while. It was actually on for six years. I didn't even realize that. Kind of a plucky upstart, you know. So watching Wings is basically like good show, solid, but it wasn't like a threat to the big boys. It wasn't like a threat to Seinfeld. Okay. By the way, Seinfeld did not make this. And I'm going to tell you why. So I don't want any at me's about this. Oh, why was the Seinfeld in there? It was a staple of the 90s. I got you. My criteria was that shows that were on for six years, which Seinfeld would have matched that and more. But. Seinfeld actually started in 89. So I said shows that started in the 90s. I understand. So that was the criteria. So don't don't get at me. Just let you know these were shows from the 90s. It wasn't shows. And also if you had a show in the 90s. And it was like 98 to 2005. That's not the 90s show. We're, we're looking at things that were specifically in the 90s. So Texas A&M reminds me of Wings. Now, we grouped Florida and Georgia together. Okay? So 7 and 8 are Georgia and Florida. 
and they're the nanny. So Fran Drescher, remember the voice, super annoying. And that's how college football, listen, Florida Gator fans, Georgia fans, listen, I love you guys. I get it. This is why I put you on it, okay? But you know the other college football fans are just annoyed with you. These two teams both have two losses. Florida just lost an ugly loss to LSU. Georgia's not even playing in their um, conference championship game. It's just super annoying. But they have a shot, an outside shot, at getting into the um, playoff series. Oh, man, I love this one. I love this one. So nine is Cincy, the University of Cincinnati. And I equate equate Cincy to friends. Now, check this out. Luke Fickle, the head football coach of the Bearcats, is like Ross from friends. And the committee, the playoff committee, is like Rachel. You know? So you got that situation where he's always chasing her and she's always spurning him. They get together for a little while. There's there's love in the air. But in the end, she's going out with some other dude or whatever. Cincinnati, that's where you're at right now. So your friends is awesome. Good show. People love it. In syndication today, so very prominent. But just on the outside looking in, huh, Cincy? And I'm not trying to rub salt in the wound. I respect you guys. You guys got a good program. I wish you would get more love from the college football committee. So now we go to Coastal Carolina. And Coastal Carolina is the fresh prince of Bel Air. Let me tell you why Coastal Carolina is the fresh prince of Bel Air. Okay? There's always one, right? Just a, you know, brash, doesn't care about your rules and your hierarchy. It's just like Will Smith at the end of his rap when it starts to show, knocking on the door, shaking his head around. That's what the Chanticleers are, rolling their heads like, yo, what we got to do to get up in this playoff series? What's up? You know, they don't understand the rules. Fresh Prince Bel Air, when he first got to Bel Air, He was not understanding the rules and the hierarchy. He was doing him. He was getting it in. He was like, I am going to live this life. This is cool. I'm going to do it. So I liken the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Now for my last one. And I love this one too because... It's a typical 90 show for a typical program. The University of Southern California, I liken them to the real world. Just a bunch of nonsense going on. You got Keyshawn Johnson calling out the AD, Mike Baum, and just saying, you're terrible. Why are you here? A lot of that went on in the real world, right? What are you doing here? We don't like you. <laughs> Keyshawn just lambasted 
the AD like a day back saying, why are you not caping up for us? Yeah, you're not even a real Trojan. I loved it. Love Keyshawn getting after it. Like, hey, bro, you you work for us, right? You work for USC. Why aren't you out there campaigning for us? You know? And it's one of those shows that's just on, right? Okay, it might not be on, you know, major television network, but it's on MTV, and a lot of people watch that stuff. And in the 90s, oh, my God, people were on the real world. You could not. Oh, you didn't know what was going on in the real world. Oh, yeah, you your social class was kind of diminished, which is dreadful to even say nowadays, right? So USC is the loud team that is 5-0. They're in a Power 5 conference, and they're sitting there, and they're, they're 13th, and they got no shot. No shot at the college football playoffs whatsoever. I don't care what happens in front of them. The only thing that can happen, and we are not wishing this on anybody, is that the top 12 teams all got COVID. And then they had to put USC in. That would be the only way. That's why Keyshawn is so upset. Because he just is wondering what they're paying their AD for. Do your job, bro. Cape up for Tommy Trojan. Get after it. Get our names up there. We are Ohio State. We are Alabama. We are Clemson of the West. That's how Keyshawn sees it. So that's my little take on the college football playoffs. We'll have more next week because we'll have the final um tallies in and who's going to play where and we'll break it all down at that point but I wanted to give you just a little different spin on the college football playoffs and this is something that you and your girl can listen to yeah fellas I know you listen to QP Sports Exchange I know you getting it in right don't be greedy don't be that person that says oh this is just for me no. When you're out shopping with your girl, getting Christmas presents, or you're in front of the fire drinking hot cocoa and listening to QP Sports Exchange, bring your girl in to the trust tree. Have her listen because this is right up her alley. 90 TV shows and your beloved college football. I can't do any better than this. This is awesome. And I am glad that I was able to bring it to you. Again, here it is again. We are at that time where we're going to talk about two things. One, the show. It's important for you to download and subscribe. Rate and review. And we got to get our Twitter numbers. So that Twitter again is at QP Sports. The Instagram is at. QP Sports Exchange. We need numbers. I appreciate every last one of you. It was so humbling. Um, I put up a blog about Milwaukee Bucks um, earlier this week. And the response to it was tremendous. So I just want to 
give you guys appreciation because I know you understand where this train is headed. We are headed straight to the top and it only goes as your passion goes with it. So spread the word, get it out to people because you know that QP Sports Exchange is coming. Take off your coats, ladies act like gems. Sit down, Indian styles, you recite these hymns. See, lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti on the Momo. Ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo. Heard me in the 80s, JB's on the promo. Am I never in the quest to get the paper on the caper? But now, let me take it to the queen side. Okay, we're going to pivot to some pro football right now. We're going to give you a little playoff update. We're going to hit a couple news and notes. And... You know, whatever we need to kind of get off our chest about it. So, let's first and foremost start off with what the playoff scene looks like right now. So, in the AFC, we got Kansas City at 12-1. and Chiefs Kingdom, y'all doing it real big. I thought you would. Coach T doesn't look too far off from his undefeated prediction. And y'all just look real, real nice. We got the Steelers at 11 and 2. Okay, so defense is busted right now because of all the injuries. The running game is just absolutely, it's gone. It's on a milk carton. You know, we're getting those alerts on our phones that annoy us. But they looking for the Pittsburgh Steelers run offense. That's what the police and the authorities are looking for at this point. They got to get that together. James Conner's got to get the ball. Okay? That that kid has to get the ball. You got to run the football at least a little bit to take some pressure off your 38-year-old quarterback who's often injured, by the way. The Bills are sitting at 10 and 3 and the 3 and the 3 squad, you know, it's all about Allen. Bills Mafia, you guys got to be so pumped up right now. I feel good for you. Because you are a tremendous fan base. And I love you. And I'm glad that y'all getting this good fortune. I don't know if it'll be there next year. We'll see what New England does. But your team is on the rise. And I'm feeling your team. Josh Allen looks great. He looks like a completely different quarterback than last year. So kudos to the development of that young man and getting in the work that needs to be done and allowing his God-given abilities to also take over. Because he runs the football, he's just super nice. The Titans are 9-4. Here's the thing. They're impressing me. The problem is, is that I wonder in the playoffs, is it still enough? Um, I was wrong. I didn't think that you could repeat what you did last year. I'm 100% wrong about that. But I wonder as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, is this enough? Here's the one thing about it is, Derrick Henry is a beast 
He is just absolutely nasty, and nobody wants to tackle that dude in the second half. So, Vrabel is going to run this into the ground until somebody says, hey, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But right now, it's working, and they're going to go like that. Number five, we got the Browns. Dog pound, stand up, the land. How y'all feeling out there? Listen, do not put your head down off that tremendous Monday night game. Yes, there are no moral victories here. You know how we call it. It's W's and L's here, right? But that game said a lot about your quarterback and it said a lot about your team. You are doing it real, real big. Do not put your head down at all. You guys are, hey, playoffs is in. Now it's like, how far are you going to go in the playoffs? So I'm looking forward to Sunday and seeing what they're about to do. Baker, it Baker is playing better. He is. And it looks like he found himself. That running game, defense. Having a grown-up at head coach. And kudos to the organization taking a look at themselves and changing what they needed to change and making vast improvements this year. Baker, kudos to you. My wife loves your commercials. My wife, Belinda, who does Question Point Pod with me, she loves your commercials. So... Shout out to you, Baker Mayfield. My wife wanted me to do that, so you get that shout out. The Colts are nine and four. I'm I'm still trying to figure out Philip Rivers. See, Indianapolis hasn't tasted this, but Charger fan has. Oh yeah, he looks fantastic, fantastic Indianapolis. He looks great. Do not even think that I am. Killing your team right now. But I'm going to tell you something. Ask Charger fan about Phillip Rivers in the playoffs. They'll tell you a story or two. Just watch out. I'm just protecting your heart, Colt fans. I'm protecting your heart. This is what I do here. I'm a giver. I'm a giver of truth. And I'm a giver of just wanting you to do well and prosper. That's what this show's about. Miami, what y'all doing? Sitting in the playoffs. Eight and five. Looking good. Listen, this is literally the perfect scenario for the Dolphins. We at QP Sports Exchange did not see this coming. We thought this was a year of, hey, let's get Fitzpatrick to like week 10. Let Tua take over. Get them, you know, get them super healthy, get them right, get them in some games, and then next year we take off. Oh, no. Coach Flores was not having that. He was like, nah, we're going to be good this year. We're going to be a playoff contender this year. Whether our rookie quarterback plays a lot or not. And Tua is game managing. He's doing exactly what he needs to do. And this is what you want from your quarterback. Now, Miami, this is the one thing. 
I understand that it's exciting to go for the playoffs, but you know what you want to do more than anything? Keep Tua healthy for year two. Do not have a Joe Burrow situation at all. Prayers up for Joe Burrow. Hope that dude is rehabbing in a real, real nice way. And he'll be back better than ever. Those are our thoughts and prayers for Joe Burrow. I love that kid. But I do not want to see Tua in that same situation. My Dolphins fans, the one thing I'll tell you is go back a little ways. There was a team in the D.C. area about eight or nine years ago. They had a quarterback who was real nice, doing subway commercials, running around the field, scoring touchdowns, throwing touchdowns. His name was RG3. Okay? So, in your pursuit of the playoffs, do not set your franchise back eight, nine years. So, that's the one thing that I want to temper my my exuberance Will Martin is a huge Dolphins fan. Huge. Loves the Dolphins. He's been with them since Marino. So he's gone through all the muck with you. So I know he's excited about the squad. Shouts out to you, Will. Dove Neasy. Um, But I know he would want Tua to stay healthy and be around for a decade or more. Now, the contenders for those spots. The Ravens are 8-5. and five, So the Dolphins have the, the tiebreaker. The Raiders, that loss last night was a backbreaker. So you need help, Vegas, Raider Nation. You need help now. If you would have won against the Chargers, okay, now you're looking at a situation where, hey, a team loses, we right there. We right there in the mix. Now you need all kinds of help. We hope that um the quarterback car gets healthy, groin. That's never good. Mariota played well. Um, but they have to find a way to win that game. They have to. Their playoff lies really dependent on it. Because I think the teams that are above them aren't going to they're not gonna lose. Two, two games out of three. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, the Raiders might have just, their run to the playoffs might have just ended in a game that was on Thursday night against the Chargers. Justin Herbert <clears throat> is not just only the real deal. He's getting a shout-out on this program as well. Shout-out to you, Justin. Herbert did his thing last night. Yo, you guys got to peep this cat's game. Because he's flinging it all over the yard. He's running. He looks fearless. This is the Justin Herbert that we did not see in Washington. I mean, in Oregon. This is not him. Or this wasn't the version of him in Oregon. This dude looks clutch now. This dude looks like, yes, the Chargers 
made the right choice. Keep putting pieces around him. Keep that team healthy. Build up that offensive line around him. And you might have Phillip Rivers, but better for another 15 years. Because that dude is stout, 6'6", 245. Just a man. And his, his, um, his adaptation and his pocket awareness and feel for the game, this is something that honestly, in my evaluation of him, I thought this was something that he was going to have to learn. I thought he was going to have to grow into this. But it's amazing. And I'm really happy. I don't like the Chargers being in my backyard as a Ram fan. I really want them to move to, like, you know, Alaska or somewhere. Um, I've called them the Tijuana Chargers for the longest time. But I'm happy for a Charger fan because that team right there, that quarterback right there, that looks legit to me. Now we'll move over to the NFC. The NFC, you got that bad man, Stephen A. Smith, shout out. That bad man in Green Bay is doing it big again. 10-3. and three, Aaron Rodgers looks rock solid again. They got a running game. Defense looks good. They are going to they are going to be a problem in the playoffs. And now here's the one thing. Now I I was talking to somebody the last game that I saw Aaron Rodgers playing. And I've noticed this over like the last four or five years with him, but really in the last three years. He looks like when he's on the football field, that he's like walking through his house and just assessing things. Like maybe I should move this this uh, portrait over to the other side of the room so it'll it'll have better light. Maybe I should take the you know this this wall down. And create more open space. Really that's what he looks like. When he's on the football field. He just looks super calm. Nothing's going on. Just alright. Let's get after it. You know. We know that he has a petty streak. We know he does. But do you blame him? If I was one of the best quarterbacks in the world. And... I still and I was still producing at a real high level, and you drafted a quarterback number one, and didn't get me weapons, or didn't help my defense, so I didn't have to score thirty five points a game. I'd be having a chip on my shoulder too. So now the other news is that New Orleans is getting Drew Brees back on Sunday, just in time for Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Yes, Mama Mahomes, I did say Patrick. So Breeze is back for the Kansas City game. That should be cool. We'll talk about it in, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it in the other part of the program where we give you some winners to take off into your weekend with. But Breeze is back. Obviously, this is going to make a difference. This is a better quarterback captaining this ship for the Saints. And number three is the Rams. 
Now, here's what I'll say about the Rams. You know I love them. That's my squad. L.A. Ooh. The Ramily. Rams house. This is Rams house. Hashtag. Defense is super nasty. Still. Running game looks good. I have been very impressed with Note Boom filling in for Whitworth. As he convalesces off an of injury. Prayers up for you. Andrew Whitworth also up for Walter Payton, man of the year. Doing it real, real big in your community. You know I love that. You know I like people getting it after after it like that. But yeah, No Boom is doing his thing. And they are running the football. I am still concerned about Jared Goff. I am not. There's never a game where I feel confident. That we're just, we're going to win. Jared, Jared will help us win. There's never a game that way. I'm always like, man, the running game has to be special today. The receivers have got to be out of their mind. The defense has to play well. It'd be great if we got a special team, like, touchdown or turnover that pick six or whatever. Because he needs all that. You know, I go on my tirade about quarterbacks and being paid. I'm not going to do it today, but I'm happy with my squad. I'm, I'm glad they're 9-4, but I am still looking for Jared to step up and show me that my, my concern is not validated. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> the team that resides in the D.C. area obviously is going to get the four slot because of the fact they are winning a division. We are not saying they are the number four team in the NFC because they're not. Their defense is playing crazy. Chase Young out of Ohio State, the first round draft pick, the number two overall choice, looks like a superman. You know what I'm saying? This dude is I'm sacking quarterbacks. Fumbles, I'm scoring touchdowns. I sold some popcorn the other day to the cardboard fans. I made a couple card cardboard fans. I did a little de coordinating. You know what else what else can this kid do? This kid is definitely looking like defensive uh, rookie of the year for sure. And that defense is just pulling them to victories at this point. As quarterbacks go down, moving quarterbacks in. Alex Smith looked like he has some sort of leg injury, lower leg injury. We don't know what his availability at this time will be for Sunday's game. But all in all, they keep winning. So, Chocolate City, the district, I'm showing you love. Your squad is looking, at least it's looking better than every other squad in the NFC East. Not saying much, but that's where we are. Kudos to Ron Rivera going through cancer during the season, getting his team to 6-7, and because you know that was not our outlook for the team that resides in the D.C. area. You know that was not it. So Ron Rivera... Brought in uh, a maturity to that team. 
kind of a, a elegance to that team. And hopefully Dan Snyder is just sitting in the box and counting money. That's what we hope that Dan Snyder's doing. At number five, we have the Seahawks. Russ is just still playing out of his mind. He's been turning the ball over a little bit lately. I think that's been the reason for the struggle for them. The running game looks like it's coming along. Their defense is still not good. Like, it's not. Russ and the and the running game have to be special for them to win. Let's just call it what it is. 12 man. Buccaneers are eight and five. <laughs> we will see. We will see if Brady can lead the Bucks to the playoffs. He is doing everything he can, but I'm also seeing what we saw last year and maybe also the year before that, some deterioration. He needs things around him to be special as well for the Bucks to go far. So that's not looking too good. And uh also prayers up for Ronald Jones. He has an he has an injury. Hopefully it's not too serious. If we get a report on that, we'll definitely talk about it next week. And number seven is now my favorite quarterback in the National Football League. Little Kyler Murray has the Cardinals in the seventh spot at seven and six. He just looks like a he just looks like magic, cause he's so he's so tiny, and he just and he his arm strength is out of his world. He seems to get out of situations that you sit there and go, how is he, how did not hit him? And then you remember how tiny he is. So they're looking good right now, and then who's chasing them? It's like. Literally the entire NFC North. The Vikings and Bears are six and seven. And then you have Detroit at five and eight. So Detroit, Motown. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. There's a lot of love for your quarterback, but is he good enough to win you some games? Are you guys ever going to the playoffs? By the way, that Matt Patricia burner, Twitter burner account story is awesome. And let me give you like a quick <laughs> synopsis on it. So, so sometime in, in, uh, before the season started, there was a account open up. There was a Detroit Lions fan account. By it was at Eddie P, like uh, Matt Patricia fan. All right, I don't have the name completely down, but look it up, it's there. Eddie P from Detroit, by the way, Matt Patricia's middle name is Edward P, duh. And the the tweets they're more like reach not retweets, but like uh, answers to tweets. So he doesn't ever tweet out like anything about his family or dog or where he went to eat. And like I said, this account, this Twitter account, opened up like literally before the season started. 
and it was answering questions to fans in a way that only somebody who had inside information would. So that is absolutely fantastically humorous to me. Matt Patricia burner account just doing it. Like, yeah, I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to open up this burner account. Yo, the organization is a mess. We should have never drafted TJ Hawkinson. (laughs) If Matt Patricia would have had some say in the draft process, this team would look a lot different. You know, tweets like that. I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) Burner account. (laughs) Matty P getting after it. That dude's a rocket scientist, by the way. You weren't smart enough to stay off Twitter, one. Two, allegedly, by the way, allegedly. But, man, I just, yeah, we got to get this back, this dude back in the NFL. He might not be a head coach, but we need this dude back in the NFL so we can have more burner accounts. Now, get me to the Vikings and the Bears. Viking fans, I told you, I told you, I told you what he was about, Kirk Cousins, I told you. And it's and it's funny, you guys are chasing down a playoff spot, right? And I'm sure you guys are still hopeful that you have that shot. But boy, when you need it most, mm, Kirk Cousins goes full Kirk Cousins, right? I'm telling you, there is something to be said. Somebody, some some GM, some Maverick GM has to listen to the QP Sports Exchange and say, you know what? He's right. We don't need to pay uh, average quarterback $33 million. We can pay this dude 24 put pieces around him, and then he can game manage us to a Super Bowl. Somebody is going to... Finally listen to reason and logic. Paying Kirk Cousins 33 and $34 million is a cent. Viking fans, you are fair warned. Chicago, I don't even know what to say about you. Your quarterback situation is horrendous. It's been horrendous. And I don't know of a way out for you. But you're not making the playoffs. I don't care how good your defense is. You're not making the playoffs. So, get saddled up for B-Ball Mondays. Because that's when we'll talk about the Bulls. And we'll talk about Zach Levine. And we'll talk about Lori Marginan. And we'll talk about all the rest of the cats on the Bulls. But the Bears, no playoffs for you. Like the suit Nazi. You come back one year. (laughs) Man, so that's it for the preview. Or that's it for the rundown of the playoff picture. Oh, there's one more note that I wanted to leave you guys with. It's about Detroit. So Detroit, you're getting a lot of love on the program. But I want to tell you, you have a man's man. Playing on your football team. I don't know if everybody outside of Detroit 
got the, got wind of this, but I'm going to go ahead and give this cast some love. Detroit's center, Frank Ragnow, played the last game with a fractured throat. What? He played a game. The starting center, which is the offensive line and defensive line, is the most violent place on the football field. And their center had a fractured throat and played through it. Now, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it's an incredible feat. I don't care who you are. But that's a real man. Like, how was that dude breathing? I mean, I understand that he did, and he would have had to, to be able to play in said football game. But you had to, he had to be in so much pain. A fractured throat? Like, that's super crazy to me. So, first of all, Detroit, Motown. Shout out to your boy, Frank Ragnow, for playing with a literal broken throat. Y'all know y'all had to get the air horns. You know I got to get them in every once in a while. Keep your sports exchange doing it real, real big. It's enjoyable to know you in the concubines. Take off your coats, ladies act like gems. Sit down, Indian styles, you recite these hymns. See, lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti on the Momo. Ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo. Heard me in the 80s, JB's on the promo. And I never end the quest to get the paper on the caper. But now, let me take it to the queen side. All right, you knew we wouldn't leave you without a little taste, a little candy for your sweet tooth as far as betting is concerned. QP Sports Exchange is bringing you some winners. Last week, we had a pretty alright week. It was like, you know, half and half. We had a couple bad beats in that bad boy. See the Cleveland game? That thing played out just like I told you it would until that awful, awful, awful safety. But here we go. We got a couple games coming out of college, and we got a couple games coming out of pros. And then we're going to get up out of here. So... Without further ado, here are the games that we are looking at and here where we think you can, you know, maximize your investment. So the first game that we're looking at is the Oklahoma game. Their favorite by five and a half over Iowa State. Now, here's the thing that I want you to look at. It's the over under. The over under is 58. All right. It's Big 12. Y'all know that's going over. Take the over. Take the 58. Go over on that situation. Now, UCLA is playing Stanford. UCLA has already said they will, even if they win, they will opt out of a bowl game. If they get to play in one, they're going to opt out. So, no bowl game for UCLA this year. So, this is it. They're favored by seven over Stanford. Okay. So, I wanted to take UCLA in this game as far as the seven, but I don't think I can. I I don't think they'll beat Stanford by seven. 
I think it'll be a little bit closer game than that. I do expect the Bruins to win. We will have a program just for that USC loss. I don't run. I told you guys. I picked UCLA. Eight clap all day. They didn't win. Listen, shout out to those USC fans. Shout out to the Trojans. But like I told uh, a partner of mine earlier this week, it was the difference between five stars and three stars. That's what I saw in that game between USC and UCLA. I'm proud of my guys. I think they play well. And I think they'll play well again this week. They just won't cover. But the one thing that I want you to look out for is I don't think it's going to be a shootout. So the over-under is 59. Let's go under on that score. So let's bring you to a couple of the pro games. We got the Packers favored by 8.5 over the Panthers. You know I love the Packers in this game. I love the Packers by two touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers is going to get it in. And Carolina, it looks like you finally started to listen. You're going to have not a great record. And it's okay. Just get CMC healthy for next year. See what you're going to do in the draft to upgrade your squad. If you're going to continue with Teddy B at the QB uh, at the QB position, great. But if you don't, you got to go pivot and get a quarterback. See how that plays out. But yes, the Packers are favored by eight and a half. Take the Packers all day long. And then let's get to the Chiefs and Saints. Boy, we are. Let's listen. Yeah, we'll get hands for that. You know, this is one of those games where you sit there and you just go, mm, mm, mm. Usually I would tell you to sit back and enjoy this game, but there was a thing on the line that really caught my attention. First of all, the over-under is 52 points. Breeze is back, and he's going to play. That means they're going to throw the football. Kamara is going, they're going to try to get Kamara to go crazy. But you know Patrick Mahomes is going to score too. So that over under of 52 and a half, take the over all day long. Actually, I would like to know how many punts, total punts between the two teams. And then do over under on that. You got to have what? A over under of two and a half, right? Two and a half punts between the two teams, right? Maybe three, right? Maybe that's it. Two and a half, three, somewhere in there. What you take in on that, right? Let's just make it easy. Three punts total, whole game. What you taking on that? I might take the under for sure. It's a little bit harder if it's 2.5, right? You know, if we did 2.5, I still would probably take the under on that. These teams know they got to score points on each other. They know this. So, fourth downs, fourth and threes, oh, yeah, all day long they're going for it. So, that 52.5 points, take the over. 
And that's going to wrap it up for today. First of all, again, um, I just want to tell the listeners out there how much I appreciate you guys. And start telling people about the program. Start telling people about the podcast. We try to have fun. You know my deal. Hit me up on Twitter, QP Sports, at QP Sports. On Instagram, at QP Sports Exchange. If there's a team that you want me to spotlight, a player that you want me to spotlight, if you have a hometown hero, high school player that you want me to spotlight, hit me up. That's what I'm here for. Either through blog or through the pod, you will get in. Guaranteed. Just hit me up. Also, there is the website. I will announce it and give it to you again. There is information up there. It's question point podnetwork.com there's an article about Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks and what Milwaukee did to keep him I'm really proud of that and we're putting something up in the next day Um, I'm not going to give it away right now we're hard at work on it right now and when this pod is done that's what I'm going back to so that's what we're looking for and keep in mind B-Ball Mondays are here. Monday, we will be previewing the NBA season and throwing out MVPs and who we think are going to get to the playoffs and maybe like our breakout player of the year. So there's a lot of work to be done. And I just heard that Coach T is going to try to do Everything in his power to make it happen for Monday. So, B-Ball Mondays, look out for Coach T, and we'll see if we can get that all squared away. And I will just end by saying this. Thank you again. Thank you for the love. I hope you guys feel the love back because I, I do this for you guys. It's so much fun to do. And then... Be good to one another. Be kind. If you can, if you have it in your ability to do, do something special for your fellow man, especially at this time of year. God bless you all. And we will talk on Monday. But for now, I am out. Like a bandit stealing time Underneath a sycamore train Cupid by the eye